Why is it people will not text me throughout the day, and then when I'm about to do something, everyone and their grandmother decides to start texting me? One second, I'm voting. I know. I had an ice cold Diet Coke and panic. Okay, you guys ready to start? Uh, you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay, welcome back to the world. According to Ben Stein, I'm Judah Friedman. Thanks for joining us. If this is your first time, please subscribe to the YouTube channel at The World According to Ben Stein. Like us on Facebook at The World According to Ben Stein and follow us on Parlor at Ben Stein. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your enemies, just tell them. Joining us once again is the other Ben, managing editor of AM Greatness, Ben Boychuk. Great to be back. I'm I'm exhausted, and uh, if I fall asleep during this whole thing, it's it's. I mean, it no way to be offensively. I'm just I'm dying like a dog here. Thank you. Why? For, thank Why? you for being very uplifting. It's an uplifting. Why are you, why are you dying like a dog? I, it's what, been a, it's been a long week, and I'm not sleeping very much, Ben Stein. I'm not. God sleeping. bless you. God bless you. That was you. very you uplifting. Oh, God bless you. God let's bless you. let's welcome our resident historian, and of course. Richard Nixon Trivia King, Lewis Esoteric Fine. Welcome, Lewis. Hello, Lewis. God bless you, sir. Good to be here. I can... And of course... I was voting. Okay. And of course, let's welcome podcaster extraordinaire and a person who's had many jobs, but currently holds the direct parlor's director of outreach, Remzo Martinez. Howdy, Remzo. Howdy, Judah. It's great to be Hello, here. Ram show. Hello, Ram show. It's a uh, man walking by. Where, the, where's my Diet Coke? On on the, day 60 of the election. We were such a professional show. And of course, the man of the hour, actor, entertainer, writer, speechwriter, um, a million different things. American Diet Coke aficionado. What? Diet Coke aficionado. Diet Coke aficionado. Yes. <laughs> Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Hello, sir. Hello, hello, folks. And it's good to see you. And it's good to see everybody. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. And this is an extremely important show. Um, let me just say this before we all start. These are some of the most rational people I know, Lewis included. Um, but, um, they, and I mean that, they are. Um, We're in trouble. <laughs> but no, what I mean by that is, and let me get to that in a second, is none of us are, um, we're rational. Um, we I, might be I'm a little not, kooky. I'm completely insane. Well, we might be a little kooky, but when it comes to observational things, we oh, yeah. tend to be more on the rational side. Yeah. I want to say in 2004, I was uh, I was I was on the phone with with Ben when Bush won. In 2008, I was on the phone with Ben when Obama won. And I remember we were sitting there, we were a little depressed, but we believed the outcome of the of of the results. And um, flash forward, we were together in 2016 at Fox Business when Trump won. And um, we were all together the other night when the results were looking good. And um, I was the pessimist of the bunch. But you were. Um, you were. That's true. That's true. I remember. But we, but we all have been talking this week. And um, this is something we've been par posting about a lot on Parlor is that as a rational bunch, the results are very hard for us to believe and almost nearly impossible. And um, with that, Mr. Ben Stein, um, mathematically speaking, statistically speaking, you, you go into Columbia, Yale, master of statistics, master of the economy, master of math. Is there any possibility in the world, I mean, in the world, that, the, that this is what's going on is correct? Uh, no, well, it's it's correct in the sense that it's it's really happening, but it's but it is mathematically and statistically impossible. At least at least I think it is. And I, I I studied quite a bit of statistics at Columbia, and uh, what one of the examples that uh, struck me as so wildly impossible is that uh, the state of Minnesota, I believe it was Wisconsin, got a dump of roughly one hundred thirty thousand ballots they hadn't seen before and all of them were for Biden. Now that is just not possible in a diverse state like Wisconsin. It is impossible that they would all be for one candidate from one party. Not that to mention a 91 possibility. What, sorry, what? not to mention add to that the other variable that 91% of the population voted. Right. Okay, right. 
That well, that no, 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 that no, that no, that that with all due respect does not seem to me to be a a, a statistical problem. That that's unlike it's unlikely that, that really happened. But let's but let's say it did happen. If you have a state that is say fifty fifty roughly, which was which which was which Wisconsin is, for a dump of over hundred thousand votes to not have any meaningful number from the Republican Party for Trump is a statistical impossibility. <clears throat> Couldn't happen. So where did it come from? This, this shows a, I hate to say this because I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but to me, this is a conspiracy. Now we have the stories about the polling places in Detroit being boarded up so that there could not be any inspection of the voting. That is clearly illegal. I don't know that that's a statistical impossibility. It, it, that's happened, but that's a criminal enterprise. Uh, to have a situation where the Republican poll watchers are not allowed in, that, that's not a statistical matter, that's just a crime. So uh, we have a lot of criminality. That apparently, just within the last uh, several hours, it's been discovered that there were a, a very large number of votes in uh, Michigan, which were cast for Trump <clears throat> and miscoded, which I, lo I love that phrase, miscoded, for, uh, to be for Biden. Uh, that seems like more than mere chance, but if it did happen, that calls for a total recount of everything in Michigan immediately. If so, people are unfamiliar with what you're referring to, it's basically in Michigan alone, 6,000 Trump ballots were cast. In one, just in one county. Just in one county, and yeah. 47 counties used the same right. system. Right, and exactly. So, exactly. so <clears throat> that means not only do you take away roughly 250, very roughly 250,000 votes from Biden, but you add them to Trump. That completely changes the tally totally. <clears throat> and by the way, I think Trump was leading by a lot in that state before. So now, here's to me, this is what happened with all due respect to the Democrats. In 1960, Nixon was leading Kennedy and it looked like he was going to win. Uh, suddenly, a whole bunch of votes appeared in Chicago under Mayor Daley. And a whole bunch of votes appeared under Landslide Lyndon and his pals in Texas, and Kennedy won. So they, just, they just appeared out of nowhere. This is what's happened here. There's just been a decision made, either collectively or individually, that they're not going to allow Trump to win. And that whatever they have to do to do it, they'll do it. And uh, that is a terrible thing. What I keep thinking is American soldiers fought in Korea and in Vietnam and in, in Asia against people who killed them and then cut off their testicles and stuffed them in their mouths so that Americans could be a free people. What, what, what's happened here? Why are we betraying those American soldiers who did this incredibly brave work and then were so cruelly mistreated? Why are we betraying their sacrifice to keep America free? What, why betray them? Very well said, Ben. And I mean, Thank extraordinarily you. well said. And everybody on the panel has a question for you. So I will start with Mr. Ben Boychuk. So I have a quarter. I'm going to flip that quarter. I'm going to flip that quarter 100,000 times. And uh, under normal statistical circumstances, roughly half the time it should come up heads and roughly half the time it should come up tails. But in this case, because Orange Man is bad, it has to come up tails 100% of the time. Does that right. make sense to you statistically? Or, it's uh, impossible. It's, it's, a, it's impossible unless, unless there's some crime involved. And so, and so to me, it seems like, at least in, this, the, in the instance I mentioned, where all the ballots turned out to be for uh, Biden, it's, uh, it's a crime. There, there has to have been a crime committed. It, can, it could not happen without a crime being committed. So what I'm trying to figure out is if there is any innocent, any sort of innocent explanation at all. No, um, I don't think there could be an innocent explanation. Because even if you took those votes and assumed they're from the most pro-Biden uh, parts of uh, Wisconsin, uh, there would be some Republican votes. Even in the most Democratic areas, there would be some Republican votes. For there to be none tells you there's a crime. And and by the way, it seems that it's it's not just it's not just Wisconsin. Uh, there was uh, 
Same thing happened in a uh, precinct in, in uh, Philadelphia. Same thing yes. apparently happened yeah. in, in Georgia. Yes. Same, same things were reportedly happened in squeaky clean Clark, Clark County, Nevada. Uh, <laughs> and, That's quite funny. I got, I got, we all got it. That's good. And, That's good. and, and maybe Arizona, Arizona at least seems to have, um, th things seem to be uh, clearing up a little bit in Arizona, but uh, so I, but I, I suspect, and we're not, this isn't going to really be a, uh, a media uh, bashing show, though maybe a little bit, but uh, I, I, Do it. I, well, I'm just trying to, I'm, I, I'm just trying to understand, um, you know, because a lot of these places, like I, I there was a, uh, let me just bring this, this one up. Uh, there was a, uh, an attempt to explain the covering of the windows in Detroit. And what was that? What was that, sir? It was that there were people gathered outside with their cell phone cameras trying to take pictures of the counting, and that's technically illegal. Well, that's nonsense, obviously. I mean, they, could have, they, they could have just turned their backs. Sure. Or, yeah, they could, yeah, right. They could have done any number of things. But, but that, was, that, was the, that was the explanation that was given. And okay, well, that, that, does not, that is not an explanation that is convincing. Right, right. right. And on that note, let me get to Lewis. I'll, we'll get back to you, of course, Ben. But let me get to Lewis, Ben, who I got to say most, brought up to me constantly this week, the most genius point I have heard, was on TV. If you notice, they were missing one thing if you watch the TV. And I will let Lewis tell you what's the one thing every news network was missing, Lewis. We're talking about Alaska? No, mathematicians. Yes, where are the, so I have, uh, let's start with the, for my first question. And because I've seen this response more than once by well-known personalities, political personalities that also are active, who are also active on social media. The explanation is the following, and you can insert the name of any given state that is now blue or allegedly uh, for Biden. Very simple. Trump was leading because those who went to polling places, their votes were tabulated first. And on election night, that explains Trump's lead. Biden has subsequently taken the lead and won these states because more of his voters submitted mail-in ballots. End of story. Your, your, your response to that. My response to that is that even so, well, two things, they should have counted them all at the same time. And two, even in the mail-in ballots, you would not have expected to have such a large majority. It would be mail-in ballots, I would assume, would be somewhat favorable to Biden because that was when media praise of Biden and media criticism of Mr. Trump was at his crescendo and, and his nadir. But still, the scale of the pro-Biden uh, votes seems to, to me to defy statistical analysis. Second question, again, from the so-called, because now everyone is a, is a lay political consultant, but also an election law specialist without the JD. <laughs> What I am see so I'm seeing a common, at least two common re refrains. One, very hard to get a court to agree to hear claims of fraud. That's Good luck true. with that. That's true. Okay. That that. That is true. That that happens to be true. It's unfortunate, but it's true. But uh, but it has it has happened. It, it's unusual, but it has happened. Second, I believe that the innumerate have fooled the innumerate. Meaning, if they if if there's any fraud. Wouldn't it be smarter to mark the, 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 the ballots, if you go down ballot, 
for other candidates as opposed to what we see now, which is in those states that Biden has carried, and if you look at the, the trend nationwide, Republicans may end up with as much as, and I read this an hour ago, anywhere from 210 to 214 seats in the House. They have lost no incumbent seats, and yet Biden wins. That could, could basically, we got to go to that, quickly, Lewis, but basically, Ben, when you could answer this when he comes back, he goes, yeah. is basically what Lewis is saying is, how is it that... I get it. So I, we'll get that back I, in a second. If you okay. continue, are listening to the world according to Ben Stein. If Ben Boyce could please tell everybody out there listening how they could find all of us. Well, thanks for joining us on the live stream on on YouTube. Please, if you haven't subscribed already, hit hit the subscription button. That bell uh, up there. It takes all of five seconds, I think, to do it. If that, uh, if, if you've got bad mouse skills. Uh, you can certainly like us on Facebook. I don't see anything wrong with liking us on Facebook, Remzo. I really don't. Uh, we're at the we're at the world according to to Ben Stein on Facebook, and of course, uh, follow us uh, follow us on Parlor at Ben Stein. I want well, to Matt, may I make a quick quick response to Lewis? Yeah, we were going to get to that. Which is, it is entirely possible that the mail-in ballots were heavily for Biden. I don't question that at all. I think that the clue that something extremely criminal is going on is that 132,000 or whatever whatever the number is, over 100,000 votes in Wisconsin that were 100% for Biden. That just can't happen. It wouldn't matter what the place the votes were coming from was unless they're coming from a crime. So, so, th so that to me tells you that there's been criminal activity. And uh, as to whether or not you can get a judge to hear a case, yes, judges don't like to hear these kinds of cases. But this one, where it's 100% of 100, of 100 plus thousand, that's so strikingly awful that it maybe a judge will hear that case and then perhaps start to unpeel the onion and start rather peel the onion and see and see what's going on. But I think but what about the discrepancy about the depth where you see Biden jumping ahead and at the same time down ballot Democrats right. getting I agree it's getting extremely defeated. extremely question extremely questionable and, and very much puts in question the idea that the explanation for everything is the mail-in ballots versus the in-person ballots very much puts that in question and let's get uh, Mr. Remzo in for a question of his own yeah, I, I mean, I believe in eternal life. I just don't believe the dead should vote. And uh, it's it's been insane watching this the last couple of days. I'm from Cochise County, Arizona, originally. And it, it's it, it's hilarious right now because if you go on Google and just type the, the, the phrase 2020 voter election fraud, you're immediately seeing stuff from CNN, from Fox News, from USA Today, and you know the, the usual bunch that is basically talking immediately about the myths and conspiracies that have all apparently been debunked. And, uh, you know, you can go across all the major news networks. What we're seeing right now is something absolutely horrifying. Uh, Twitter has been censoring the president. They've been taking down thousands of accounts for high profile journalists, figures, politicians. We're seeing it on Facebook as well. Um, do you believe that the that media and big tech are essentially aiding in what seems to be a hostile takeover of a election. Well, I think it's worse than that, Remzo. Yes, it is a hostile takeover of an election, but it's worse than that because, as we've discussed here many times, the First Amendment applies only to the government censoring speech, does not apply to uh, private entities like uh, Facebook censoring speech, and that's, uh, that Facebook and its like have become so incredibly important in terms of free speech that if they're going to be censored, uh, we, free speech is gone. That, that because I mean, unless people realize that there's no more free speech and switch to something like Parler, where we are able to uh, speak our minds freely. Judah, you're you're mute. Your sound is disappearing, my friend. I just want to say something quickly before I get back to Remzo or anybody else that has any questions. So feel free to jump in because I just want to use this word we used before, and we sort of like bypass the word that they use glitch okay it was a glitch 
if any Republican would have, well, it would have been collusion. It would have been grounds for impeachment. Right, right. But when, well put, well put, well put. The Democrats never have bad intent. True, they're human. They might make mistakes. They never had evil intent. That's a beauty. I love that a lot. It's, it's just well, fascinating. And I mean, Ben Boychuk, I know you're, you, you have a lot of people that are talking about this. I mean, the word glitch is so, it's, 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 it's I, you know, yeah, it's just a glitch. Yeah, you, know, you almost wonder if, uh, if at some point we're going to have to go back to, to uh, counting by hand. Because <laughs> an awful lot of, of software glitches. Uh, one of the, you know, with, with regard to the Nevada count, there's a funny meme going around that, you know, you would, you would think that Nevada of all places would be able to count faster. And you would think that they would, that you, you, you would think that experience with counting large amounts, uh, someone, I think it was you, you, Judah, my dear friend, asked me about this the other day. Uh, this country processes billions of transactions, some extremely complicated by computer every day. And they, billions every day. Why can't they process these numbers, which are much, much smaller in a day, in 24 hours? Because they don't want to, they don't want to count them. If they, if they did count them, they might not come out with the result they want. And I, and I will say also, while we're talking about it, who can doubt that with all the media stacked against him, with wild accusations against him all the time, fighting like a madman uh, against a media environment that is un uniquely hostile, his opponent hiding in his basement, all the dirty work being done by the media, that he still manages to win such an enormous number of votes. What an amazing guy Mr. Trump is and what charisma he has with the American people. It's amazing. So let's get back to, to statistics and simple math questions and talk to some of us, talk to us, talk to Lewis and myself like we're two-year-olds, okay? Because, I mean, that, that, so Lewis, I know you have a, a good question. Yeah, I want to come, come back to the, what I said earlier about the numer the innumerate uh, fooling the innumerate. Uh, my, my question is, if you knew, if, if assuming there's wrongdoing, wouldn't it be smarter, wouldn't a person who knew something about math and statistics go down ballot for Democrats or mix it up a bit so it wouldn't, it wouldn't look as suspicious if it is, if it is an act of fraud? Of course, of course, I, I think your point is exactly right. The people who, who committed this fraud were people who were not great geniuses in statistics, but they were, at least as, as I see it, and I could be wrong, I'm often wrong, but at least as I see it, uh, they were conscienceless. The main, the main thing is they had no conscience and they just knew what they had to do late at night and they did it. I mean, they, on Tuesday night, I think we all went to bed thinking Trump was the winner, uh, which was, would have been an act of incredible heroism on his part. The powers that be could not allow it. Uh, Judith wrote me a very brilliant text very late at night on election night saying that the fix is in. And I think he was totally right. The, the fix was in. Uh, they're just not going to let him win it, no matter what the voters want. The hatred, of, I mean, imagine a man who has absorbed this much hatred in terms of phony charges against him. They're not going to let him win. I mean, you know, you know, it's like that movie. I, I think it's called what is, what's it called? Melvin and Howard, or forget what it's called. Oh, great film! Mary Steenburgen won the uh, best support, the Oscar best supporting actress. About Howard Hughes, and yes, he, some, some he's wandering around the desert looking like a hobo or homeless person, and a guy rescues him and helps him out, and uh, Howard Hughes leaves him a, a billion dollars or something like that, and at the end, and, and the trustees of the estate. Of course, completely take it away from him. And he says, he says, or someone says at the end, do you think they were really going to let a guy like me walk away with a billion dollars? Similarly, there are powers that be in this country. They're not going to let a guy they hate as much as they hate 
uh, Donald Trump walk away with the election again. They, they, they can't believe you the first time, but they weren't prepared. They didn't bother preparing any tricks because they were so sure Mrs. Clinton would win overwhelmingly. They didn't need to do any tricks. This time, they were prepared. But I about Lewis, and I agree with you. Lewis, let me just, I think what sure. Lewis brings up, Ben, is really a very profound point because essentially what he's saying is they didn't even have the, listen, other than you, Ben, I think a few of us might have cheated on tests. And one of the, one of the, one of the <laughs> rules when cheating on tests is you don't copy every answer. You right. know, you, you, you leave a few out. Actually, I, I don't think I ever did cheat on a test. But people cheated off me of course. when I was wrong. <laughs> they were wrong but, but, but what Lewis is saying is, I think, sort of, what are the, it's, 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 it's the audacity that they didn't even try to cheat on the test. They well, no, I, that's, that's the point. I don't, because the majority of people, myself included, sadly, are for all intents and purposes innumerate and that this is presume if we presume or suspect that there is wrongdoing i believe it's an act that was done by as i said before the innumerate against the innumerate. i couldn't i couldn't agree more and if the and if the if the networks had one ball among all of them they would get some statistician to come in and look at the results from let's say, because I think it's the one that stands out like a sore thumb, Wisconsin, and say, could this have happened? And, and I think the statistician would say, no, it, it not only is it unlikely, it could not happen. I now, can't that's what I want to know. Where are they? Where are the math? Where is someone from Caltech, MIT? Who, where are the statisticians? I, I just want someone. They don't where want are them. they? They don't, want, they don't want them. I mean, they, they, they don't want them. They don't want to hear them. There, there, are lot, there are a lot of things that the news media simply does not want to hear about. I mean, you can't. They don't want to hear about a lot of issues about race. They don't want to hear about, excuse me, they don't, they don't want to hear a lot of issues about sex. They, they, they're just some things that they, they have in mind that is, are always the right answers, and they're not allowed to hear about anything that, that's not in, that, uh, in their worldview. You can't hear from them. If you have lived your life, look, I, I'm the oldest person on the panel. If you have lived your life in the belief that you are hearing the truth from the news media and that they really and truly understand life, you are in real deep trouble. So I want to get to the youngest person on the panel and um, because I want to hear, I want to see this through his eyes too, because I think it's really important sometimes to see things through, you know, uh, somebody else's, uh, a different generation's eyes. Remzo, what, how are you, look, how are your friends looking at this? How are you looking at this? I, I have, I have a rule and I have to remind people of this quite often, especially when it comes to commentators and talking heads. Never listen to what the Republicans have to say to the Democrats or what the Democrats have to say to the Republicans. They're telling you what they want you to think. Listen to what they say amongst each other. And as I go on forums and I go on different magazines, they're very explicitly leftist. Even some of them are like, this is weird. Dead people voting, non-residents voting, those glitches. I mean, we spent almost four years and mil hundreds of millions of dollars on the Mueller probe to, prove, to try and prove whether or not Russia interfered in 2016. That was a hoax. Yet we can't even, you know, get, you know, the defenders of democracy, the media, to stand up for what is a very valid request for recounts, especially as we begin to see this happening. And it's, you know, it's American citizens. It's citizen journalists online and, you know, actually on the grounds that are actually showing the photos and the evidence. Project Veritas has been doing quite a bit. But, but I have a story for you real fast. Um, there's a gentleman who's managing a campaign and his candidate for a city council race has jumped in very late. And what they have to do to secure their spot on the ballot is to get a large number of signatures for a petition to appear on the ballot within a very short amount of time. Now this person is talking to a Republican committeeman in his city and the committeeman looks at the manager and he says, hey, your guy ran for office previously in the same district, didn't he? Mm -hmm. And the manager goes, yes. Uh, what if you happen to have those old petitions on standby, let's say for audits, and the manager says, okay, maybe I do have them. What if you take the signatures from there, and assuming that they are still in the area, you just transfer them over, that wouldn't mind. Here's the thing, I say that now, many people probably listening are thinking, oh, this is in Chicago, and there's obviously a Democrat, and they're going to steal it. This was 2018. 
in Lynchburg, Virginia. And I'm going to preface this. I haven't ever said this story publicly, but I might as well say it now. I was managing a friend's uh, at-large city council race, and we had a local Republican committeeman, a Republican, who told me over the phone to essentially commit a felony through petition fraud. And luckily, we cut ties with that person. We completely put them out. We ran everything. I knocked on hundreds of doors. My candidate went on hundreds of doors. People were called. We did it fairly. We got on the ballot. But if this is happening in small town Virginia for a city council race, and it's a Republican committeeman who considers doing mm -hmm. that, shouldn't that be enough to make Democrats think, wow, we can happen for voter fraud? Well, they, I mean, they, I must, sir, sir, they, they probably thought it's a great idea. Let's try it. <laughs> it's not, it's not an issue of whether fraud exists. I don't think anybody disputes that on both sides. The question is, and you can, and you can account for that, or you can create a variable for that. My question is this, how is it that you have one group of Democrats that know Wednesday, it's going to get better. Thursday, it's going to get really good. And Friday is going to be the best day of all. How is it, if we, if we break this down statistically, and I want you to speak to that, how is it that one can not only know or, or suspect, but cheer for what will happen the next day with a great degree of confidence, if not absolute certainty. Lewis, yeah. and if, you, if we could get back to that in a second, if you just tuned in, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. Ben Boychuk, can you please tell people how they could find us? Oh, watching us live on YouTube right now. If you, of course, you, if you missed this and you're watching it later, hey, how, hi, how are you? What was your excuse last night? <laughs> uh, uh, subscribe to the channel, why don't you? Uh, hit the bell. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at The World According to Ben Stein and uh, follow us on, on Parlor at Ben Stein. And welcome back to The World According to Ben Stein. That's Ben. This is Ben Boychuk Happy. And um, uh, I was so Lewis had posed the question, Ben and Remzo. I know you both wanted to jump in. So Ben first, then Remzo. You bring up a brilliant point, Lewis, as usual. Uh, the night of the election, I was watching, and I'm sure we all were. They were saying that the late that the mail-in ballots were being counted that night. They were they weren't saying, okay, now wait till three a.m. and then we're going to count the mail-in ballots. They were saying we're we're already counting them. This idea that they suddenly just out of nowhere started counting the mail-in ballots when they hadn't been counting them before is a new trick that has just been played on us as of start starting on in the middle of the night on Tuesday night and going on, as you say, on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday too. But this brings up a really important point, which is that as a matter of election history and the life of the, we have a, we had a saying at Yale, the life of the law is not logic, but experience. And the life of elections is not logic, but experience. And the experience of elections is that once a trend develops, it doesn't stop. It does, doesn't turn on a dime go back, go into reverse, and, or go into reverse, and turn around and go the other way. Maybe once in a while in a one little state, but for it to happen in all the bellwether battleground states, no, that does that is not a matter of experience, and it is not a matter of statistics, statistical history of elections. It just doesn't happen unless there's cheating, and obviously there's been cheating in a big way. And as I say, the canary in the coal mine is that dump of votes in Wisconsin. If that happened, which apparently it did, there's some big time fraud going on somewhere. That's gotta be looked at, that's the beginning. And that's, by the way, just so you know, let's get back to statistics and common sense questions. Because when I sent you that text, I was up at 2.30 in the morning that night and I saw the 100 vote, 100,000 vote change in Wisconsin happen. What are the odds of every vote change happening at 2 a.m. to 4 a.m.? Right. It's impossible. It's just not, it's not a statistical. It doesn't exist in the world of statistics. It does not happen. And statistics are everything. I mean, no, they are. I mean, it, 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 you have all these different variables. But I, every morning when you wake up, 
it, it, Biden has gone ahead. It, it, it's like they're literally doing it over, you know, they're doing it overnight, thinking none of us are watching this. But okay, well, but the, let's play devil's ahead. advocate for a moment. If you're doing a count, and let's say you've you've counted the ballots from a heavily Republican county, and now you move on to what is a heavily Democratic county. I'm playing devil's advocate. What about the argument that says, look, what came in, came in disproportionately from those who did not go to polling places because they could not get there, chose not to go there for fear of COVID, whatever the reason was, and they, they, and they were skewing, not just skewing, they were overwhelmingly democratic. There's, there's no conspiracy, there's no malfeasance, it's just, it's, it's math. It's, it's not, but it is not math if, there's a, if there are 100,000 plus and they're all Democrats. That doesn't happen in any district anywhere. That's not a matter of statistical possibility. And as I said to you, I, I like everyone else on the panel, I was watching the results on election night and there was a serious trend in the bellwether uh, what battleground states for Trump. And suddenly it stopped. But as I was saying to you, they were telling us they had already been counting the, the uh, mail-in ballots. In fact, in many other states, they said, we're going to count the mail-in ballots first. So uh, that, that was a convenient explanation that came in later. And it, it's, con it's convenient if you don't remember what they were saying the night of the election. I just want to and, say this quickly, and before I get to Remzo, by the way, just so you know what you're saying is so true and so correct, because everybody goes by the betting markets or the futures. If you looked at about not at 10 p.m. and I was texting these guys this, the bet if you would if you were to have placed a bet on Donald Trump winning, your if you would have put down a hundred dollars, you would have made eighteen dollars. That's how much they had him ahead. The, the the bookmakers or the handicappers had him ahead at 10 p.m. on election night. And I know Remzo, you wanted to jump in. Yeah, I mean, er, earlier, I just, I, I really agree with Lewis on that. But I mean, the, the one thing that they wanted, this is why when Fox called Arizona, it just, it just was shocking beyond belief, because, you know, he's doing significantly well in Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, by significant margins, and they won't call it. But they, but, you know, Biden gets like one vote ahead, and they call Arizona for him, which nobody ever would have thought that that was seriously in play. And now as we look at it in Maricopa County, you have non-residents, 200-year-old people voting. And, you know, what they want him to do is, and this is why I'm getting so mad at the media right now, all these people calling the races. The races are not called until the votes are counted. And what they really wanted to do is they wanted pressure Trump into conceding these areas. Because what exactly. they want to do Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, what they want to do is they want to keep dragging this out. Is they don't want him to drag this out. He wants to drag it out, and they fear it. And I, I found this article uh, from 2010. It's titled "Al Franken May Have Won His Senate Seat Through Voter Fraud." And I'll summarize it very fast. It was by Peter Ruff at the time, written in uh, 2010 about uh, the 2008 Senate race. And essentially, it says it looks increasingly like at least one member of the United States Senate may owe his seat in the world's greatest deliberative body, not to his charisma, but to voter fraud. As the Wall Street Journal reports, Minnesota Democrat Al Franken's narrow 312 vic vote victory in 2008 over incumbent Senator Norm Coleman may have come as the result of people allowed to vote who under existing law shouldn't have. And what they show is that 341 of those people who voted were convicted felons who should have not have voted. They kept uh, counting after ballots were just mysteriously found after election day, after the Friday that they should have been deliberated, and they kept counting. And as the as everything just narrowed, they just kept finding it and finding it. And apparently, it looks like Coleman should have been senator, even by their own standards. And this, you know, Franken Franken should resign over this. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. But but anyway, my point is they they kept bringing this up to Franken. Because that they didn't want them to do is they didn't want them to keep counting because it forced somebody to keep finding these ballots. And what Franken kept saying was, we need to move on. We need to move on. We need to move on. Because that's what it's coming to. They've been projecting. Well, yes. Well, it's, the, of course, the Democrats are going to want to move on. Nobody who's committed a crime wants to say, please investigate me. <laughs> unless unless you're a Kennedy. But um, let's get to Ben Boychuk. He's been silent for a little bit. 
and for good reason. Uh, no, I uh, no, I just. And by the way, Remzo, you know, something similar happened in in Southern California uh, in 1994. I don't know if you were alive for that, but uh, probably not. I was uh, a sparkle of my father's eye. Yeah, the uh, the famous case of uh, Congressman Bob Dornan in uh, Orange County, California, who lost to uh, Loretta Sanchez. The the thought at the time and still is that. Uh, there was some ballot box shenanigans there too. I mean, it does, it's, it, it's been known to happen. I mean, a lot of what, I mean, so a lot of really kind of what we're talking about in terms of counting votes um, is precipitated by uh, laws that allow for, for example, same day voter registration or you know, the, the motor voter law, which uh, you, know, you can register to vote when you go to the DMV which is a little bit loosey-goosey because even though uh, non-citizens aren't supposed to register to vote, sometimes, as has happened in California, uh, as the, uh, the DMV had had to admit uh, a couple of years ago, well, we made a mistake and, and some, some non-citizens were uh, able to register. Whoops. Uh, so you have laws like that. You have laws, uh, you know, this, this whole mail-in ballot situation has made it very easy i think probably for for people to um to commit fraud because uh various other countries around the world have banned mail-in ballots or strictly controlled mail-in ballots it's banned in the eu yeah and it's banned i think in um in mexico i love how nobody brings that up by the way whenever when all the left loves the love and cite the european union for how good they are they don't talk about the fact that mail-in voting is ba is banned in the EU, and that goes back to that goes back to Lewis's point about you know why aren't we seeing mathematicians and statisticians on TV? It's just so brilliant how the left loves to use science when it works for them, math when it works for them. Have every single every you know today this is what's going on because some scientist in India says it. You know, but now all of a sudden, math and science don't exist. Well, no, I don't. I don't believe math has ever been even invoked uh, by the networks and concerning all of this. I, I think, the, as I said, the presumption is we we nobody knows math. Yeah, Ben, you were. About I don't to get that. I don't get that. I there's so much of what you say. I don't get, but I'm but I'm grateful for your saying it. Uh, I, I, I want to go back to what I started with. Suppose everything everybody says here. As, as an excuse, as a reason, as a rationale by the Biden people is true. You still can't explain that 100,000 plus dump in in Wisconsin, all being Democrat. Nothing can explain that except fraud. There is no other explanation. Large numbers of people in Arizona who are no longer living, having their ballots counted, you cannot explain that by mathematics or by some kind of, uh, something having to do with counting mail-in ballots. There are just too many large anomalies. And again, you don't get big trends like Mr. Trump's on election night turned around suddenly except by fraud. And add Michigan so, to that, by the way, obviously with 47, <laughs> 47 counties. Yes. Having yes. faulty <laughs> machines. Let's didn't, go. Didn't to, Michigan have more registered voters than they do residents. I'm not sure if that's true, but you know, it 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 again, math doesn't matter. And um, but and getting back to it, go. Let's go to Georgia. Here's another state because I've been I texted Ben and Lewis. This uh, we the reason we're all tired is because we've been texting each other at two thirty in the morning. But I said to them, Georgia's about a turn. And what I couldn't understand is, and I'll ask it. Ben, you know this better than anybody. So 99% of the vote was reported in Georgia for, for, you know, for the president and only 93% for Senate. And, uh, and in Georgia, you need 50% to, 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 be, to, to win the election. Not 49.9, you need 50% or it goes to a runoff. And right. all of a sudden, <clears throat> The votes started coming in, 95, Azov or whatever his name was gaining. All of a sudden, the number right now, I believe, is 49.4 with almost. It's just, it, with all due regard, with due respect, 
and and I they don't really have any effect through them. There's just so much fraud going on here. It's terrifying. And it is the end of America, as we know it, to, to think that an election can be stolen in broad daylight, broad incandescent light, broad fluorescent light. It's just a matter, of course, that's going to be stolen and that the ma major media is just going to say, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's go to the next thing. It's a really scary situation. And if you, you have ma major media, why is it that no major media ha have said, excuse me, let me, let me rephrase it. I have not seen major media say anything. What I have seen is major media report. There is nothing to report. There is no fraud, right? which is why Twitter has done what it, what it has done with regard to the president's tweets because he's he's raised the issue of fraud and you have the network saying there's the president can say whatever he wants but there's no evidence of fraud well it's, it's, just, it's kind yeah. of it's kind of fascinating how smart trump turns out to be i mean he is so much smarter than his critics ever gave him credit for he predicted a very long time ago that this mail-in ballot craze was going to lead to a tremendous amount of problems, especially for him. I mean, he saw that this was going to be used against him long ago, and indeed it has been. I mean, he 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 understood how the human being works. Give give a a, a bank robber a loaded pistol he's, and put it in front of a bank, no guards around. He's likely to rob the bank. So uh, that that he saw it coming. I give him I give him credit. He saw it coming. And if you what can we prove listening to the world according to Ben Stein? The reason I really wanted to do this thing tonight, this this topic tonight, because we have a lot of people watching on YouTube, is I want you to know you're not alone. And I know a lot of people are calling you crazy and nuts, and all of us are wing nuts and just conspiracy theorists. And the reason I wanted to do this so much with Ben and specifically Ben is because Ben is not a wing nut. And Ben is not a conspiracy theorist. You know, he, he, you, you've accepted losses in elections, you've accepted wins in elections, and you've seen, you've seen many elections come and go. And I saw how much this disturbed you this week. Yeah, and, well, because it just flies in the face of anything we ever have ever known about mathematics or statistics. It just can't be happening. And yet it's ignored by the media. It's extremely extremely sad it is extremely extremely sad and i keep thinking this is america the example of the rest of the world i have a very 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 close friend who's korean terribly smart young woman and she says how can this be happening in the united states of america anywhere else but the united states of america the example of decency and honesty in the political process, how can it be happening in the United States of America? It's a very, very sad commentary on how far down we have gone and how far we have fallen. It is a tra it's a tragedy. I mean, this week has been not just a disappointment, but a tragedy. Getting Here's back to statistics, who else has more things that, are, that they've watched this week that they find impossible that they could ask Ben? Go ahead, Lewis. Uh, well, not so much impossible, but, uh, well, improbable, certainly. And that is, um, how is it that when I say the Democrats, I'm, I'm speaking in, in generalities, of course, but how is it that they don't seem to be concerned that by today, this evening, the the longer this takes, the more suspicious it may look. Why is it that they have not entertained that thought and are celebrating instead? I know they're celebrating because they think, or they believe Orange Biden has won. What did you but, say, Remso? It's because Orange Man bad, Lewis. Yeah, yeah well, there's, a, there's a thing that I learned in law school called legal realism. And legal realism explains much of this story. Legal realism says that uh, no matter what the precedents are, no matter what the law says, the judge will decide the case just on how he's feeling that day, whether he's got an upset stomach, whether he thinks that one of the lawyers at the, at the defense table is cute. Uh, 
and he'll decide anyway feels like it, and then they'll find a case to back him up. I think the Trump people don't have the juice with the elect with the uh, judges that the Biden people have, and the Trump people can easily. That's that's my phone. We have about a thousand phones in this house. Why do not landlines? Anyway, landlines. Predators. I can stop, my friend. Anyway, the uh, can can you not make it stop? Anyway. He's a very smart guy. He will make it stop. Um, uh, legal realism, I think, is is telling the Democrats, you're not. We have we have confidence in you. You're part of the gang, and you're not going to make trouble for us over this. We we we, we know you. We trust you. You're not going to get involved in the, in the electoral process. We trust you to stay out of it. And I think Ben, you raised a great point before the show, which is, and people are bringing this up in YouTube. If you notice, what are the improbabilities or statistical or just in any way that we were we were under the threat of Antifa and BLM violence, right? Right. These were and the it never happened. Is it is it interesting that all works out perfectly? The late votes all came in for Biden. All, 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 all magically came in for Biden. Magically, Antifa, which is supposed to cause tremendous trouble stayed off the streets, stayed home doing whatever they were doing. Black Lives Matter, which was supposed to riot, didn't do anything. Everything worked out as smooth as silk. Is this a conspiracy? I don't think it's a conspiracy. It might, it might be. You know, there are such things as conspiracies. Abraham Lincoln was killed by a conspiracy. There's no doubt about that. But uh, for all of it to have worked out so smoothly, it's it's just an amazing coincidence. It's, it's an astonishing coincidence. If it wasn't a conspiracy, and maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't, it, it's worked out miraculously well for, for the uh, left and for Biden. Miraculously well. And for Kamala Harris, who, I mean, in, in all likelihood, will be president quite soon. Mr. Biden does not seem to be, to me, in good health, but I could be totally wrong. He might be in great health. And I also yeah. noticed as I was driving down the hill to your house, a lot, a lot of people were, let, were were not wearing as many face masks. And that, I, that I haven't noticed. Well, we've been, we've been yes. down our house in the desert and we don't wear face masks. But it's something I noticed as I was driving down the hill. There's a park down a certain canyon where, where we all are. And uh, I noticed everybody in the park or a few different people were walking without masks. And, well, I, I'm not sure you're supposed to wear a mask if you're just walking outside by yourself. In, in L.A. County or where we are, it's actually like a $500 fine for not wearing a mask. That doesn't seem to be being enforced right now. There it, is no... It isn't being enforced at all. Yeah. Right, well, ben, you were going to say... Ben, no, I'm just, I'm, I was nodding my head in agreement at, at, at the shock that, that Remzo has on his face right now. That uh, $500? Yeah. yeah. Five hundred dollar fine if you, but there is no more fines because we're, there's no more. It, it, essentially, it's almost like any news that happens. It, it, you know, it's like I always bring it up. Before Donald Trump became president, the Kardashians were the biggest stars in the world. Scientologists were the worst people in the world. And if you ate, you know, genetically modified products, you were going to hell. You know, and since Donald Trump went, you know, came in, you know, I've noticed Scientology is, isn't as bad as they once were. It was all the focus was Trump. And now that the, the elections are going on, and this is another sort of statistical thing. It's like, what happened to the rest of the news? Does the world not exist? That's an extremely good point. Uh, the... Look, I remember if you were, well, you went to an unusual high school, but I went to a regular public high school. Uh, if there was an idea that a particular guy was a great guy because he had just thrown the winning uh, touchdown pass in the championship game for Montgomery County, Maryland, or the Bi-County League, uh, he was the cool guy. Nobody dared say he wasn't a cool guy. Uh, if he had dropped the ball, he was the uncool guy. Nobody dared say he was the uncool guy. So uh, it's sort of like that. I mean, all the beautiful people think the same. They're not allowed to think differently at all, period. Garnished you cannot do it in the among the beautiful people can't do it it's your yiddish word for the night gornished and ben boychuk i saw you raising your hand yeah so um i wanted to uh, bring up the question of uh, the courts getting involved and eric amy and i hope i'm not mispronouncing your last name eric is in the zoom chat room 
and was brought up the issue of how the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court had changed rules there a few days before the election, which of course is the job of the legislature, not the courts. Uh, the US Supreme Court got involved tonight. Uh, Justice uh, uh, Alito. Alito, Alito. Alito, yeah. sorry, Alito. 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 Uh, ordered that uh, ballots received in, in at least one part of Pennsylvania be segregated, uh, the, the, the ballots that arrived after the, the deadline be segregated and counted differently, uh, and that still all has to be adjudicated. Mm -hmm. uh, since we are talking about statistics and math and, and uh, numbers, what are the odds that the Supreme Court ends up resolving this thing again like the Supreme Court had to do in Bush versus Gore in 2000. Uh, I think it'll come to the Supreme Court, but I don't, but I don't, I have no confidence at all in Justice Roberts, whom I don't think is a capable or honest person, but maybe enough votes to outvote him and order that some remedial action be taken. But, but, but what will it be under the Constitution? There has to be a new president sworn in by January 20th at noon. So what will the, what will, I don't, I don't know what will happen, but this, this I do know, and this I think all of us on this panel know, knows, and uh, know, and everybody watching us know, something wicked has happened, and the media, which is supposed to be, as Ramso so aptly put it, the public watchdogs, are asleep. They're not asleep, they're, 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 pur they're purposely uh, winking and nodding to each other. So two things. One, there's just an outrageous headline. I haven't even clicked on the story uh, that I saw on Twitter from Vanity Fair. Uh, the headline to the effect, I'm paraphrasing, that uh, the Secret Service may have to drag Trump out of the White I House. Saw, I saw <laughs> Right. Right. I'd like to know who, who sourced that. I'm going to play devil's advocate again because this is what I've been reading uh, among Democrats on social media, well-known personalities. Again, there's no shock, there's no surprise here. Ballots that were delivered to precincts in Detroit or Philadelphia are traditionally heavily democratic and the result was not out of the ordinary and and how dare you raise this about these cities that also happen to be disproportionately or majority minority or disproportionately black because because we were being told on election night that they're already being counted where how come they materialized only after a clear trend for Trump appeared. Why did they suddenly materialize so late? I mean, I, I don't know who's, I, I'm the oldest by a lot on this panel. I think, I have no idea how old you are, Lewis, but I imagine at 25. No, nobody does. No, well, well I, 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 I've seen many election nights. They have the results in by 10 or 11 o'clock at night, maybe midnight. They, they're not unaccustomed to counting results. If a result comes in late, that's normal. We went to bed on, on election night thinking Trump had won with that, and then suddenly it was changed. And as you, as you aptly say, Mr. Judah, it keeps getting worse and worse for the Republicans. They're adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. This can't, to think that this is happening and that that's, why, why doesn't that trend turn around? Okay. Why, why is it that only the anti-conservative trend continues. And you're completely right. And we're running out of time. And I actually want to get into this on the next episode, because you both every you, Lewis, you Ramsey, you brought up brilliant points. So did you, Ben, but uh, Boychick, but on this one point in itself is this, the mail in balloting, we the question that we didn't ask is, what are the statistical odds of everybody? We love to the post office stinks. Okay, sometimes my post my postman man is dyslexic. Okay, so three or four of us get different packages on a daily basis and have to give them to each other. Statistically, that everybody got in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania got their mail-in ballot, that everybody in Pennsylvania actually mailed out their mail-in ballot because that was their biggest fear in the inner city was that they weren't gonna get their mail 
and they weren't going to get their mail back because they don't trust the system. And that's why they've been having so many of these get out the vote things. Statistically, Ben, and I really want to get into this because it's a much deeper subject that we're going to, uh, topic of talking about because they had planned that the African-American community was not going to vote by mail. Well, uh, they did. <clears throat> they all voted for Biden and Supposedly. came in just in time. Supposedly, yeah. And um, if you just tuned in, we have to wrap it up. Uh, we will be back very soon. We want you to know you're not alone, the people that are listening. We're mostly rational minds, um, and we're all struggling with this. We Don't feel like you can't talk to people, because we, we're in a constant state of texting each other and talking to each other throughout the day so we could somehow make sense of what Ben Stein has just basically said is an it can't have happened. It cannot have happened. It could not have happened. And that's coming from somebody that respects the system, respects the government like nobody else I've ever met. And on that note, that's all the time we have for this edition of The World According to Ben Stein. I want to thank Ben Boychuk of American Greatness again. Ben, how do people find you on Parlor? E B O Y C H U K three Ben B Boy Chuck three, and of course I truly want to thank uh, somebody that's helped me out a lot this week. I've been talking to him every day, and I hope everybody has a Lewis fine in their life. Lewis, where do people find you on Parlor? Uh, they can well, they can also. This is for Ben Stein. They can find me at uh, just write to me care of Clifford Irving, but you can also find me at L Fine F E I N on Parlor. And and uh, thank you on that. And of course, Remzo Martinez, you are uh, an awesome man. Um, how do people find you, Remzo? At Remso, R-E-M-S-O. We love you, Remso. You lucky no, parlor people who get to choose your name from day one. And, and Remzo, can I one just one last? No, 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 Has this run. discouraged oh, you oh, from voting one day? And, huh? and on that note, uh, he asked if this discouraged you from voting one day, implying that you're not of age. Um, <laughs> And I want to, of course, thank America's <laughs> humble servant, Ben Sathine. We salute you, sir. And I want to remember everybody to follow us at The World According to Ben Stein on Parlor, at Ben Stein on, at The World According to Ben Stein on Facebook, at The World According to Ben Stein on the YouTube channel. Please like us, tell your friends. I am Judah Friedman, and we will see you all next time. Thank you, guys. Have a great and safe weekend.